0: Victims uh, many times are recruited when they're much younger. The average age uh, could be between 12 and 14 years old for a uh, juvenile to be uh, um, uh, recruited uh, by a trafficker. But the uh, the actual victims can also be adults. In fact, we've had many cases where the victims are, are well into their 30s and even 40s. Go law
1: enforcement. Go law enforcement. Go law enforcement.
0: Go law enforcement the podcast that makes your law enforcement dreams happen.
1: Welcome to the Go Law Enforcement podcast brought to you by GoLawEnforcement.com. I'm your host, Joe Lebowski. If you're looking for a job in law enforcement, GoLawEnforcement.com has the largest listing of law enforcement job openings. To help you get that law enforcement job, we've put together a special guide for you. Seven Inside Tips to Get a Law Enforcement Job Fast. You can get the guide for free just by going to JobTipsNow.com. That's JobTipsNow.com. Human trafficking represents a dark side of humanity. Traffickers control their victims, often children, through intimidation and violence. In this episode of the GO! Law Enforcement Podcast, Special Agent in Charge Ben Poehler provides an inside look at the world of human trafficking. Special Agent in Charge Ben Poehler, welcome to the GO! Law Enforcement Podcast. Thanks for having me. You're with the Wisconsin Department of Justice, Division of Criminal Investigation. How did you begin your law enforcement career?
0: Well, I started out as a Dane County deputy in the 90s, and I got hired by uh, DCI in 1999, uh, where I worked uh, narcotics enforcement for 14 years. The last four years, I've been working uh, human trafficking cases, and I'm currently the uh, new special agent in charge of the DCI Statewide Human Trafficking Bureau.
1: How common is human trafficking in Wisconsin?
0: Well, human trafficking is is, is actually very common all over the United States, And in Wisconsin, uh, there have been human trafficking cases that uh, different agencies have been working on for quite a long time. I mean, human trafficking itself goes back thousands of years. I think now uh, we're just uh, recognizing it much more. And uh, with the aid of uh, the Internet, it's made it a little more prominent. And uh, our Human Trafficking Bureau statewide has a lot of cases basically all over the state
1: you read about human trafficking. There's stories on the news. What exactly is human trafficking?
0: So human trafficking is basically taking advantage of somebody. And we, there's, there's three different components. It's the act, the means, and the purpose. And the, the act of human trafficking is harboring somebody uh, for the purpose of uh, could be sexual exploitation or labor trafficking. And the means is how they keep that person in place to prevent them from uh, leaving or uh, doing something else. And part of that means the trafficker uses force, fraud, or coercion to keep their victim in place. And a lot of times there's a nexus of violence uh, included in this means, and there's a lot of psychological control, isolation, could be fraud. And many times they will use uh, controlled substances, too, on the victims.
1: The Bureau of Human Trafficking, what exactly does that do? So our group is uh, six
0: agents uh, that are all over the state, and they investigate human trafficking cases for state charges or for federal charges, and they assist local agencies in different human trafficking operations, and uh, they also assist a lot of federal agencies with human trafficking operations.
1: Is there a particular age range for victims of human trafficking?
0: Victims, uh, many times are recruited when they're much younger. The average age uh, could be between uh, 12 and 14 years old for a uh, juvenile to be uh, uh, recruited uh, by a trafficker. But the uh, the actual victims can also be adults. In fact, we've had many cases where the victims are, are well into their 30s and even 40s.
1: Some people think that victims of human trafficking all come from big cities or a certain background. There's definitely a, a misconception on that
0: because most of the traffickers and victims that we've dealt with were actually uh, born and raised here in the United States and many of those in Wisconsin. Uh, there's a difference between trafficking and smuggling, and a lot of times the public will get the idea that human trafficking means foreign nationals coming in from other countries and they get shipped over here, in metal containers, and that's actually more along the smuggling aspect. Uh, human trafficking, uh, there are actually victims, and uh, the, the trafficker is, uh, is controlling them.
1: When you begin a human trafficking investigation, how is it brought to your attention?
0: Well, there's a lot of ways that we will get tips uh, on human trafficking, and many of our cases are made through local law enforcement, uh, coming in contact with a victim, and realizing that there is a uh, human trafficking situation. Uh, We do also get other tips from the public regarding human trafficking that come in through the uh, National Human Trafficking Hotline or directly through our agency. There are also non-governmental victim advocate groups that uh, will will come to us. And uh, there's also other uh, state agencies that will come to us uh, also with um, victims of human trafficking that uh, could potentially lead to an investigation.
1: Is violence or the threat of violence used by traffickers towards their victims?
0: Absolutely. It's very, very prominent uh, amongst the traffickers. It's a a way to control them and to keep them doing what the trafficker wants them to do, wants them to to perform. A lot of times there's a strong emotional attachment between the victim and the trafficker. Usually from the victim to the trafficker, there's a strong emotional attachment. However, from the trafficker to the victim there's usually not as a strong emotional attachment because the, uh, the, the trafficker sees them more as uh, a piece of property than they do a human being.
1: Can you talk about a case that illustrates your work in human trafficking?
0: I worked uh, a case that has recently been concluded and sentenced in federal court. The trafficker's name was Maurice Adonis Withers. When we first started working this investigation, uh, it came to light from the, uh, the Dells Police Department provided information to us regarding uh, some potential victims in their area. And once we started looking into it and investigating it, we found out that not only were there in fact victims in the area, but one was uh, under 18 years old and there were multiple victims uh, in the Madison area also. And we found out the trafficker had been trafficking them all over Wisconsin and the United States to include Colorado and Las Vegas.
1: Once you found out who the trafficker was, what did you do next?
0: So once we found out who the trafficker was, we needed to put together the investigation to show that there was an act, a means, and a purpose for the uh, investigation. And we also had to show the force, fraud, and coercion. So what we really, really need from the, uh, the victims, if they're willing to talk about it, is uh, when a victim discloses to us uh, everything that's happened, that's kind of what gets the uh, investigation rolling. The victims also need a lot of help in the process. So immediately when we make contact with a victim and find out that they are truly a human trafficking victim, we also provide them with some kind of victim advocate service or social services uh, to help them out uh, as they go through because they're usually very, very scared of the trafficker and um, many times uh, they, they don't want to help us right away. However, during the course of their rehabilitation, many times they realize what's what's happened to them, and then they want to, to come forward and they want to uh, assist law enforcement and uh, in getting the trafficker because many times they see it as a way to stop them from doing this to somebody else.
1: In this particular case, what was the trafficker doing to control or intimidate their victims? The
0: trafficker used... Uh, a lot of different uh, means. Trafficker would try to isolate them from uh, the rest of the world so nobody could rescue them uh, so to speak. Trafficker used a lot of psychological control and emotional control because many of the uh, victims had very strong feelings for Adonis and they some of them thought they were in love with Adonis and Adonis would also get violent with his victims and he had sexually assaulted uh, the uh, the 16-year-old victim, too.
1: In this particular situation, what would happen if Adonis knew that one of his victims was cooperating with law enforcement?
0: If Adonis was out in the streets and knew that one of his victims was cooperating with the police, that could be a very bad situation for the victim. It could potentially put them in harm's way with this trafficker because he had used violence against them in the past. And... Once we had Adonis locked up on some charges unrelated to human trafficking, that kind of set things in motion too, because then the victims weren't as scared because they knew that uh, Adonis was locked up.
1: when you had them locked up on unrelated charges and the victims were cooperating with you, what did you do to build your case?
0: Well, we have to prove that their their statements were true and accurate, so We collected a lot of records, and we got a lot of other witnesses involved in the case, and we just started uh, piecing all the uh, pieces of the puzzle together to show uh, everything that had happened and corroborate all their statements. And ultimately, we had five victims uh, that had come forward and given us disclosure about how Adonis had trafficked them.
1: Did you ultimately charge Adonis with counts related to human trafficking?
0: Absolutely. In uh, federal court... Uh, the United States Attorney's Office, Western District of Wisconsin, uh, had Adonis charge on a number of counts of uh, human trafficking and uh, child sex trafficking and transporting a minor across state lines for the purpose of sexual exploitation. Ultimately, Adonis was uh, sentenced to, I believe, 17 years in federal prison, and he received a life sentence uh, for probation.
1: How common is it for traffickers to tattoo or brand their victims?
0: It's very common for that to happen, and that just goes along with the loose emotional attachment that the trafficker has towards their victims because many times it's just marking their territory so nobody else traffics them because that person is making the uh, trafficker money. And for the victims... It's a sign for them of emotional attachment. And when everything's said and done and the victims get good help and good rehabilitation, many times they then want those tattoos removed, in which case we have very good victim advocate services out there who are willing to, uh, to help them get those tattoos removed.
1: The people who are involved in human trafficking, were they first involved in other criminal activity and then decided to move into human trafficking?
0: Well, it just depends on their situation. Again, human trafficking has been around for so many thousands of years. It was very, very frequent for us to run into uh, traffickers when we worked narcotics cases before there were the current human trafficking laws, but we just didn't know what to do about it at the time. And now the victims are more defined as being victims and not just prostitutes uh, walking the street or advertising online. So that's kind of how things have, have evolved over the years.
1: Some people believe that human trafficking is more of an urban issue. Does it also happen in rural areas?
0: It it absolutely does. Um, it doesn't show any boundaries, and, and that goes from trafficker to victim. Victims have been from smaller towns. One of my first uh, federal investigations, the trafficker was from a small town in Wisconsin, uh, and they had, had grown up in that small town and they had trafficked uh, somebody uh, from out-of-state uh, who was a juvenile and trafficked them in Wisconsin.
1: The families of the victims, do they know that their loved ones are involved in human trafficking?
0: Well, thats it, it depends on their situation. Many times uh, victims are, are in foster care, and many times victims don't have what's maybe considered a normal family structure or family environment. So it, it depends on the situation for each, but... Many times, they're not necessarily running to something. They're running from something in their
1: family. Is getting the victims to trust you and open up to you, is that one of the biggest challenges?
0: Absolutely. It's a really big challenge, and there's many times we talk to victims, and they don't want to have anything to do with the police, and uh, we never see them again. However, we always offer them advocate services, and uh, as far as we're concerned, as long as they get help and out of life, that's the main thing. And if they're willing to cooperate with us and help us get their trafficker, then that's what uh, we end up doing.
1: Human trafficking is a very dark side of humanity. How does it take its toll on you as an investigator dealing with this night and day?
0: Well, it's tough. It's tough for it was tough for me. It's tough for my uh, my agents. But the end result and getting the traffickers and rescuing the victims is uh, is huge. And I think that that is the most rewarding part of the investigation, is near the end is uh, seeing the trafficker get locked up and seeing the victims get help. Um, and actually the victims usually get help right away in the investigation. So the good kind of outweighs the bad, but yes, we, we are exposed to a, a lot of uh, bad things that have happened to the victims.
1: Somebody who's planning to go into law enforcement or even considering it, what career advice would you have for them?
0: My career advice for anybody going to law enforcement would be try to get as much experience as you possibly can. It doesn't matter what position that you have in law enforcement. It doesn't matter if you work in a jail or if you're uh, um, on patrol. If you get involved in absolutely as much as you can, that's going to give you more experience and it's just going to broaden your horizons.
1: Special Agent in Charge, Ben Poehler, thank you for being on the Go Law Enforcement podcast. Thank you for having me. If you're looking for a job in law enforcement, check out the largest listing of law enforcement jobs on GoLawEnforcement.com. To help you get that law enforcement job you want and deserve, we put together a special guide for you. Seven Inside Tips to Get a Law Enforcement Job Fast. You can get the guide for free just by going to JobTipsNow.com. That's jobtipsnow.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes. Thanks for listening.